This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, September 27th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a U.S. problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And the it's, it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I wanna point out just one project and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our our friends in Europe are, and have been for some time, very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine or the wind doesn't blow. It's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US, in other places they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables, and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, you can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software. And I would remind everybody that software is very much a European and US driven project product. 
So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome, thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us and we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. Thanks again. Thank you, thank Megan. You. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Hurricane Ian is making its way northward through the Gulf of Mexico and is about to become the first major hurricane to hit the U.S. this fall. The U.S. National Hurricane Center warned throughout Monday that Ian would strengthen rapidly before it is anticipated to hit Florida on Wednesday, with Florida's west coast and panhandle area among those likely to see a dangerous storm surge, high winds, and heavy rainfall. Industrial Info is tracking about 30 $1.7 billion worth of active projects in Florida, including more than $12.5 billion worth already under construction. U.S. exports of petroleum products in the first half of 2022 reached an all-time high for the first half of any year, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration's Petroleum Supply Monthly data. The provincial government of Alberta called on federal authorities to extend tax relief for retail gasoline, saying its constituents have already seen millions of dollars in savings at a time when inflationary pressures are tight. The government of Alberta offered a $0.13 cent per liter tax break on retail fuels beginning April 1st. Like other economies, consumers there are struggling with high inflation and high commodity prices. One of Australia's leading metals and mining companies, Fortescue Metals Group, is planning to spend more than $6 billion on hitting ambitious decarbonization targets. The company has set aside $6.2 billion to decarbonize its mining operations by eliminating fossil fuel use and achieving net zero emissions across its iron ore operations by 2030. And Group has greenlit the construction of Europe's largest direct reduction plant at its Duisburg steel site in Germany. The company, which will be powered by green hydrogen, will have a capacity of 2.5 million metric tons, more than twice the original plant capacity, and offset the emissions of 3.5 million metric tons of CO2, the company claimed. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.